Good morning and welcome to Red Ridge United Methodist Church this morning. Our scripture text comes from John's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 5 through 42. I will not be reading that scripture this morning, but I will be making references throughout the sermon uh, to different parts of the story of the woman at the well. But before we begin my message this morning, I wanted us to join together in prayer uh, as today has been designated a national day of prayer. So if you would, uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we join you today along with others in our nation who come first and foremost to praise you, to thank you for all you continue to do for us, for being with us through these trying times. Lord, your word teaches us not to fear, but Father, there are other voices that tell us different. Help us to hear your voice amid the noise, to recognize the voice of truth as you speak to us, work among us, sustain and heal us. It is your voice, God, that speaks life and love to our hearts and souls. Lord, it is your voice that will once again calm our fears. Yours, O oh Lord, is the voice of reason in a chaotic world. Continue to show us how and where to be the hands and feet of Christ, even in this time of social distancing. Lord, we need your calm assurance that you are here. Let us see you in the faces and lives of those around us, Give us opportunities to live out your word, sharing Christ's calm in a nervous world. Father, we love you and we desire to please only you, not wavering in the face of difficult times, but safe and secure in your loving care. We pray especially for those in the medical field who continue to show up for those who are becoming sick. Lord, renew your strength stamina, and compassion in and through them as they work. May they rest well after their labors and start fresh every day. Lord, we pray for our leaders, from our local leaders to the very top, who have to make those hard decisions for the good of everyone. Give them wise counsel as they think through situations that may never happen, but have to be considered. Father, you alone are their strength. And as we each go about our next days, help us to keep our eyes and hearts turned towards you. May we continue to be an extension of your love and grace and peace. We lift all these things to you, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died and was lifted up for all of us. Amen. It has been a long time since anyone had uttered a kind word. Her life began as any other, but had taken a turn for the worse. Bad choices, poor judgment, and a lack of direction had led her feeling ashamed of who she had become. The people in her life, her family and so-called friends, had rejected her. Others mocked her, made fun of her, 
pointed and talked behind her back, but just close enough to make sure she could hear. All she really wanted was love and acceptance. This is how I imagine the woman that is portrayed in John chapter 4. On that day, a day that started out like most days, going to Jacob's well to draw her water at noon, which was the hottest part of the day, she came as she always did. But as her day goes on, it turns into anything but ordinary for her because Jesus was there. In the scripture, it says, but he had to pass through Samaria. Remember, the Jews did not even associate with the Samaritans. They usually avoided Samaria at all cost. But there was an opportunity there, a divine appointment with a woman, a Samaritan woman. A woman who was very empty and longing to have a great void filled. Jesus chose a woman of doubtful reputation to receive some of his greatest teachings. Jesus sensed that the woman needed eternal life. And he chose this time at the well to offer her this greatest of gifts. He offered the woman living water, eternal life, and proceeded to teach her about the one who could satisfy her need. This encounter with Jesus would forever change the course of this woman's life. And it would impact not only her, but also the community in which she lived. One of the big issues between the Jews and the Samaritans was that of their worship traditions. The Jews maintained that true worship was to take place in Jerusalem, where the temple was. And the Samaritans pointed to Mount Gerizim, just to the west of Sychar, where their ancestors had worshipped. But Jesus paid no attention to this argument either. Worship was not about the place. It was about relationship. God is spirit, and those who worship him are to worship in spirit and in truth. These are the people that the Father is seeking to be his worshipers. These are the ones he is seeking to be in relationship with. And how very true these words ring to us as we're sitting in our homes, separated from our church families this morning. Just like he did with Nicodemus, Jesus brings the focus from the physical to the spiritual. Let's look at verses 10 through 14. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, 
and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. This woman was coming to draw what she needed for her physical life. And Jesus recognizes that, but he shifts the conversation from the physical to the spiritual. Scriptures teach that since we as followers of Jesus have been raised up with Christ, we are to keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. We are to set our minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. Rivers of living water is a reference to the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. It is the Spirit that brings life, eternal life. This is the offer that Jesus made to this woman at the well, and she got it. So what in the world does this story have to do with Lent? When Jesus encountered the woman at the well, she had drawn herself away from the usual crowd of women who came to the well. During this time of Lent, don't we draw ourselves away to examine ourselves and our relationship with God? Jesus knew the need of the woman at the well. Jesus knows our needs as well. Even sometimes when we don't know them fully ourselves. Jesus was offering and preparing her for something better. Something that went beyond her physical needs to her spiritual need. Lent does the same for us. It is preparing us for the Easter celebration. To those things that go beyond the giving up of chocolate or TV. Beyond even the Easter bunny and the Easter eggs. Easter is the time to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave. The victory of life over death. We also celebrate our own new life, a life in a renewed relationship with Christ. But we're not there yet. There is still Lent to go through. That time of continuing to draw away and looking inward and upward, it's not much longer 
But there's still some teaching and listening and learning from the Master in this time of Lent. So may God continue to be with you during this special time of preparation for the event of the resurrection. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this time of Lent, this time of drawing away both physically and spiritually, Lord. Let us use this time wisely to discern the truths that you have waiting for us. Lord, a time for us to grow in our faith and to grow in our relationship with you. And we lift these things up to you this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, amen.